Good morning. How's everybody? Happy Easter. I have to say it. I wasn't going to say it. It just came to mind. I saw a picture the other day, and it was Matt Walsh jumping out of bushes, and it said he was informing kids that bunnies can't biologically lay Easter eggs. And it, was, it made me laugh really hard. I thought of it when I said Happy Easter. I don't know. I expect that to pop up any second. But anyway, we're going to talk about discipleship here. And this is supposed to be a more personal thing. How is discipleship? For me, what was my experience with, with that? And then also, what am I doing with that? So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a different perspective, especially since you just had Dylan and Kathy come up before me. Um, Kathy talked about her journey in the church and her life in the church a lot, and that was very cool. Um, Dylan talked about his journey with discipleship, and a lot of it started when you met people at that group and you found community, right? That's how your, your story began. Um, not everyone's story starts that way, and we'll talk about that. Um, but I still want to show you guys the importance of community, even though that's the case. And we'll also talk about how discipleship is like Christianity and Christ and Jesus in all and through all things. So let's get started. My journey to Christ, or my journey in discipleship, in its beginning, and I want to preface this with saying that we often zoom in. When we think of discipleship, we just look at like that first six-month period or that first 30 days, whatever the case may be. We focus on the beginning, but discipleship is a lifelong process. So it is kind of ironic that we focus on such a small portion of your entire life whenever we think of discipleship. But the story always starts in the beginning, so that's where we'll start. Um, I was a late teenager when I started thinking about these things, started actually looking for truth and I didn't have a, a lot of community around me. I wasn't steeped in church. I had been to church off and on, and I would say that I had a, a very shallow understanding. Some of that's the church, some of that's me. There's a, a mixed bag there of why, right? There's no single blame as to why I didn't have knowledge, but I definitely hadn't been really looking for it. But to my current understanding, I guess I thought you had to be like perfectly blameless, like you had to have no sin or to be a Christian. And if you did sin, you had to say this magical prayer every time you did sin so you could get in God's good graces again. Obviously, none of that's true. But that's where I was. And newsflash, I wasn't a non-Christian late teenager who was sinless, so I didn't think I was a Christian. And when I started actually seeking truth, I didn't have a, a big community around me. So a lot of it came when I just picked up my Bible. And there are little things that I knew, little things that I thought I knew, rather, that I'd been taught. And I was looking for confirmation bias when I read this, right? I was reading the scripture thinking, okay, I'm going to find these things that I've been told. And I read the entire New Testament, all, you know, all of the gospel accounts, all of Paul's letters. And I go, I found none of that in there, <laughs> or at least very little of it that I was looking for, little points. And even some things I, I would read, and I'd be like, okay, I see where they got that idea, but that seems like a very far stretch to get this conclusion from that. And I think that just kind of stoked a little bit of a fire because it meant that there was more. It meant that there was more truth in there, right? And so then I started listening to people, just saying, okay, well, what teachers can I find? And would find teachers and lectures and commentaries and things like that. And that's kind of how I spent the first period. I'm not sure what the time frame was. We call it the first six months. That's what that looked like for me, reading through that stuff. And I did want community, but 
a lot of it was, you know, you want to hang out with people your age and, and stuff like that. I didn't have a whole lot of that around me. Eventually, I did find community, and that was awesome. And you'd grow so much faster in community, and you desperately need it, too, to, to sharpen each other and to bounce ideas off of. And I got to be a part of the same community Dylan was a part of at one point, and it was an awesome blessing, and I wish I had that sooner. But all that to say, if you didn't have that when you started, don't feel like, you know, you didn't grow. Um, you should seek that, and if you have opportunities for it, take advantage of those opportunities, but if you didn't have that one-on-one -on -one actual person in front of you discipling you through that beginning period, don't feel like you missed a step and you have to go back. You can grow right from where you are, and we desperately need community, and we still need that. I'm not saying it's a good thing to go off and be alone and do that, but if that's what happened, it's okay. That is all right. Um, right now, Community is a huge blessing for me because I have Nathan, I've got Mark, I've got Barney, Dylan, Jace, Jacob, all these people and, and lots of you guys here in church that I get to hang out with and live life with and, and bounce ideas off of. And you guys see things in me and will come to me and say, okay, we need to work on this or that was good or, or whatever the case may be. And this is the part where discipleship and Christianity are like this and Christ is in all and through all things. Discipleship and Christianity in your life isn't just what you do at church. You know, Christ being number one doesn't mean you live here. It doesn't mean you come here and you live here and you just, all you do is pray and read your Bible all day long and talk to people. And what we often do, I'm guilty of this, me and Jacob had a conversation about this not too long ago around a campfire, and at one point in our lives we both felt like we were stagnant or not growing. Why? Because we tend to mentally compartmentalize our lives. We weren't reading more. We weren't praying more. Therefore, we weren't growing. And that's just not true because Christ is in all and through all things. And you might have gotten married. You might have got a, had a kid. You might be, your life completely changes. You could have new tasks in front of you. And, you know, I'm discipling my wife right now. I don't, I'm not really going out there and talking to brand new people and taking new people like under your wing per se. Um, I don't have a whole lot of time to do that right now, but I'm discipling my wife and that's huge. And I've started a business and that's what I'm doing. And it's taking up a lot of my time and doing all of those things, being a husband, um, doing business with people. How would Christ want you to treat your workers? How would Christ want you to treat your customers? How would Christ want you to be a husband? All of that is part of discipleship and being a Christian. So that applies to so much more than just teaching people you know, how to read their Bibles or how to pray. All of that is part of it, but there's so much more. And if I could give you guys anything today to walk away with, it would just be that you're not, you don't need to restart if you didn't have like a, a zero to six month one-on-one -on -one program with somebody. You can grow right from where you are. And that discipleship and your growth in Christ is more than just spending more time at church. That's important, reading your Bible and praying is important. But look at your whole life. Understand that you love Christ and you wanna do everything for him. That it's not just, I love you, so I'm going to pray and read more. It's, I love you, so I'm going to do my work differently. I love you, so I'm going to treat my wife differently. I love you, so when I hang out with my friends, 
I'm going to talk about different things. I'm, I'm going to be encouraging, or maybe it's, you know, lovingly nudge them in the right direction if they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Those are all things that you're doing in the name of Christ. That's you growing. That is you discipling people. And that's you growing in Christianity and closer to Jesus. And that's ultimately what he wants us to do. He didn't come and die on a cross and help us come and be a part of this big family just so we could read our Bibles and sing him songs more. That's important. That's cool. That's really awesome. But there's so much more than that. That's so much more that there's so much more to what he's called us to do. So one last thing. We're supposed to talk about what we plan to do. And um, my life's getting ready to open up a little bit, I hope we'll have a little bit more time. And I hope to branch out and talk to new people and develop some new relationships. That, that would be an awesome goal to set. I plan to keep doing what I'm doing right now um, with building a business and working with my wife and all these things and, and building a family and a business together. And that's really cool. But I'd love to branch out and talk to more new people and build some other relationships in the community, that would be awesome. But let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for all you've done and for the family that you've gathered here today. We love you and we praise you. In your name we pray. Amen.